In today's quest, learn why it is not a good idea to break the protection of sanctuary during the Middle Ages. This is the Quest for Power. Welcome back, everybody, to the Quest for Power where we rank and review all of European monarchs from the early Middle Ages to World War I. And like always, my name is Scott, and my co-host is... I am Michael. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. This is episode four, and I do not know who we're reviewing because we left off with an empty throne. We've had a lot of chaos, so we're going to get to that in a second, but... Instead of history, we're going to talk about modern history, specifically our history. All right, Michael, what have you been up to? Well, uh, I've been writing scripts today. And then yesterday we had a profitable spree of plundering on, on video games. Yeah, Sea of Thieves uh, is it, it is a joy for being just a pirate-themed chat room a lot of the time. We didn't do really yeah. plundering, but... Yeah, between that and my limited use of hands since I decided to take a tumble and my hand well, has lost significant amount of skin. So we're having yeah. a ball. Yeah, real 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 successful week so far. Yeah, we're on we're on a roll. <laughs> so yeah, all in all, can't complain too much. That's always good. Yeah, we're here. On a Friday night, how great. Isn't it Saturday? Oh, it is Saturday. Wow, you can tell where my space is, headspace is today. Yeah, well, we can fix that. We're going to get our brains all very nice, fine, focused, and sharpened on some good old historical knowledge. So, segueing back to that side, who are we going to be talking about? Because we just had a hell of a time with uh oh my god i almost said alaric at all <laughs> and his and his struggle with standing up to his brother's i guess precedent and he got the good old stabby stab <laughs> yeah yeah uh we're gonna have quite a bit of backstabbing that was the first signature backstabbing we had this uh so far um today we are going to have a man named Sigarek of House Amali. He is the brother of Saras, who, if you remember last episode, Altov ambushed him when he had 10,000 people and Saras had 20 people. Yeah, the one where he left his followers just chill with him, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So we get his, the brother of him is, is on this week. It's kind of interesting because it is the House Amali. We've been following the Balti dynasty, so we have a chance of switching dynasties on us. However, before we get started, we don't have crap for sources. The only reason we have a fragment of this guy's reign is Olympiodorus's work and our favorite Victorian Edward Gibbon. Nothing like a good old Victorian bias to color our historical palettes. 
That is going to be a lot of sources because that's when the history, like the study of history we have today really took place was Victorian England when they kind of piece things together. Anyway, Sigurd's house, if you, if you could not tell, are big rivals to Alaric's house, House of Balti. It's kind of like Lancaster and York during the War of the Roses or Game of Thrones reference. This That's going to be a drinking game. It is like the difference between the Starks and the Lannisters. They hate each other. I'll have to bring a, a bottle here for uh, some, <laughs> some shots the next time you start making a Game of Thrones reference. Yeah, you're going to get drunk really quick. Well, immediately upon Atov's death, the Amali faction broke the Gothic tradition of voting in a new leader of the Visigoths and put Sigurik on the throne. Those who are students of history or who have been watching House of the Dragon drink, it's usually pretty volatile when traditions are broken. Succession is everything in in these times. If there is no clear succession, all hell breaks loose. It happens time and time again. So even dumb and unfair traditions such as primogeniture where it's the firstborn son gets the rule. It just ensures more peaceful of power. There are less people dead because of it, unfortunately. There's no good way of doing things in these times. Well, again, the, the stability is super paramount, right? It doesn't matter necessarily if you're the best ruler, because if there's just a lot of uncertainty, then there's a fair chance that the best ruler won't make it to the throne anyways. So I can understand, especially when things were, I don't know, quote unquote, simpler, that you would you would default to this. Because I mean, look, think about today with like US elections, right, where things get all up in the air. And like, yeah. we have very peaceful transitions of power, all things considered. At least if uh, you look at all the advertisements out there it feels a lot less proper than what you might expect yes now think about that so imagine that so the equivalent of this is we have our election a new person comes in power and they say no and they have military behind them that is what just happened here (laughs) so you can imagine all hell breaking loose and it is terrifying to even think about, especially with modern day weapons and stuff. And and for the average person, you don't care what games the nobles are playing. So Theodred, you know, the farmer, he doesn't care whether it's Atolf, whether it's Alaric, whether it's Sigurik, he just wants to have security. And in these times when there is no security, I mean, it is barbarians are raging everywhere. You have robbers, you have the fights between Rome and other factions. It, I could, I, there's not many times in history I would not want to live in. This is one of the big ones that I just, no thank you. We just crossed the mountains into Spain. This person, Sigrek better not be telling us to move. That's it. We're going back to we're going back to Italy. So we talked about how important stability is. Sigurik thought, you know what? I agree. We need to have stability. He learned from Atov's mistake and to keep those around who threaten his reign. Atov had about six children. 
all of his i don't know if it was six but for sure he had quite a bit of children from alaric's um sister his first wife not gala well he had them arrested you know you know that's probably good as heartbreaking as it is for us who enjoyed atoff last week as much as we made fun of him you know you do need to get rid of the pawns of your reign otherwise you're just you're not going to live very long the issue with that is they were claiming sanctuary under the protection of a high venerable bishop do you know what medieval sanctuary is scott have you ever heard of it before uh it sounds vaguely familiar but more or less it sounds like that they're just running off to their local religious powerhouse and saying hey protect me it's essentially correct so it this is such a weird thing to think about you could do anything you could murder someone you could commit high treason and then you just need to make a beeline and run to the church the minute you hit there it's like a safe zone no one can touch you no one can harm you or arrest you as long as you're under the protection of the church and the reason this works is because everyone from the kings all the way down to the peasants have the fear of god if you are touching that church or anyone in that church you are effectively desecrating a shrine that's why it works and because of that for some reason most of the nobles completely abide by these rules it is pretty much understood you're going straight to hell if you do if you break this sacred pact it is the equivalent yeah of desecrating a holy place in the eyes of the church and the church has so much power we cannot describe that enough because today it just doesn't we can't even get in the mindset of these people where it just had so much sway over their every single thought during their day during their lives for sure and i think that the sanctuary even if you are a believer or not because i'm sure there are plenty of people who were not so religiously affected back then because there are all kinds of people but i think it's also important from a political standpoint too because if you don't respect those rules and it becomes your turn uh, to be under sanctuary you're gonna want some semblance of a guarantee that you're going to be respected and protected to some degree i don't know if they ever turn away people on sanctuary like i know that you have to do something pretty atrocious and usually against the church to probably be turned away if it ever happened but i'm sure there are times in history that that has happened i cannot think of one off the top of my head that comes to mind i can think of several times that this was ignored that sanctuary was ignored especially during the war of the roses it was both used both used and ignored so it, it it's such a it's just such a interesting thing and, um especially like uh when i was talking about the war of the roses queen elizabeth woodville in the war who we will get to way later um she even gave birth in a sanctuary when the king at that time claimed power like it is such a valuable tool but if like what he's doing here is essentially you know the rules of like let's say a board game and you just got the rules changed on you the problem is this board game is life or death well you flip the table and that's the benefits and pitfalls of mixing politics and religion yeah that's correct 
So despite being protected under this, Sigrid's first action, according to Gibbon, was the inhuman murder of Atolf's six children from his first wife. Gibbon continues, whom he tore without pity from the feeble arms of a venerable bishop. So not not great. Not a good look to start out your reign, uh, to be prying a child from uh, a holy man. Not getting those big religious points from us today. <laughs> no, no, he does not. I think if I could give him negative points, I would. In addition to that, Gibbons says, as for Atolf's widow, Gala Placidia, the daughter of the Roman emperor Theodosius, said she was treated with cruel and wanton insult by being forced to walk more than 12 miles on foot among a crowd of barbarian captives driven ahead by the mounted cigarette. So he probably was just insulting her and mocking her whole time. That had to be just one of the worst things ever. Your husband dies and now you are at the mercy of this horrific man. It's really rough because you're a noble and I feel like this is just something you always have to keep in the back of your head at all times. There is no safe truly safe moment and apparently even sanctuary not a safe place either so we're just having a rough point here but i guess that's why uh this is not the called the era of enlightenment here (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is probably why they call it the dark ages unfortunate well not unfortunately however his cruel reign came to an abrupt end when he was assassinated a mere seven days after he ascended the throne. That is going to be a record for a long time, if not the record. That is an insane short time to hold a reign, to actually be called king. I was just getting invested in him. (laughs) (laughs) A Balting, uh, so back to the Balti dynasty, named Walia was elected as king to occupy the empty throne, so they have restored the order of things. That, kids, is why you don't break the sacred rite of sanctuary. That's all I got on Sigurik. There's nothing else on him. His reign is characterized by two things. Murdering children from sanctuary and being horrible to the widow gala. That's it. (laughs) I guess that's divine retribution. Are you ready to raid him? Yeah, we got so much to work with. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a really quick episode here. Alrighty, how did he play the real Game of Thrones? He's an all-star for seven days. No, he's he is garbage. <laughs> he is so bad. It, it, I, it, I, there's no words for how bad this is. Like he, just the seven days he had were not good either. So. Uh, he broke religious stuff, which I know is a religious passion thing, but the fact that that's, that's all he's got really. Yeah. You want to give a ranking? Do we need to give a ranking to him? What's your ranking for him? How many points does he get for the real game of Thrones? Oh, if you're talking just like politics, you know, he gets, I guess like a, maybe a two. Cause he, he did do the good old knife, he probably ordered the, the killing of Atolf. It feels like to me. I know that's not 
that that what we didn't state that but it feels like it in my heart of hearts that he had to have been involved maybe you would think he would have to be involved yeah i doubt i doubt it that he wasn't part of that a one or a two because he's done at least something he's get something above a zero <laughs> i'll give him a one you know i was gonna give him a zero and just move on but you're right on the whole he did he did usurp the throne and despite it not lasting very long that's something that not many people can do in the game of thrones and he was named king i mean we're not going to give it points to everyone just because they're named king but he made himself king he didn't just walk into it so i guess yeah i'm gonna have to give him one on that but i I almost want to subtract into the negatives because he couldn't hold it for long at all. He just, he was assassinated immediately. So I, I'm actually going to have to go zero. We'll give him, <laughs> you can give him the points, but, but no, after I think about it, it, no, it's, it's a zero. Yeah. It's kind of hard to judge someone, you know, do you say, Oh, it's right up to the point where they became King or do you start the timer when they become King? Here's the problem. We don't know up to the time we have King. Otherwise, I think when we start doing this stuff, I think we can give people points for the timer before they become King. To me, we're ranking the character themselves, not so much the the reign, reign that they did. It's more the person, because I find people more interesting than just their reign. And uh, he entered this, the, the written record of usurping the throne and exiting very quickly out of the record <laughs> when he was assassinated. Well, that gives us a total of one point. One for oh. me, none for you. <laughs> he's doing he's on a roll. Doing pretty doing solid. This next category is his category. How much how mischievous did this man get up to for royal mischief? He wasted no time in breaking sacred traditions. Two sacred traditions. The stabbing and the um, religious sanctuary. Yeah, I would have to say, yeah, he murdered six innocent people. I mean, they're kind of innocent, kind of not. But yeah, he, he was cruel to the widowed queen consort. And Ooh, he yeah. broke sanctuary and he usurped the throne. That's three things. He is a mischievous boy, but he is a very mischievous boy. Not enough time to do more. I, he... yeah, that's the problem is we just don't have an, a big enough, like uh, d- data collection, a big enough sample <laughs> to, to, to know like his character and stuff, but just, the fact of what this was written now remember these histories were written by the balti dynasty not the amali dynasty he was a part of so they're going to only highlight the cruel things he did i still have to give him high points how much are you going to give him well i say just on the side point they're not going to have much good stuff to say about him anyways it's seven days what's he going to do cat pass health care reform (laughs) like that is true this 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 wasn't uh a new deal kind of 
uh, warlord. So that is true. I think in terms of royal mischief, he's very mischievous for his time. I think I gotta give him at least a few, a good few points because this is all he's ever gonna get. Um, so he might as well get something. But also, it's good. Uh, I, I'll give him like a six. Right? He's mischievous for his time. He he had the the bombasticness in his short seven days lead, and I guess a little before leading up to his rule. So this is all he gets. I think because of the fact his reign from the written record is only bad things, like things that are considered mischievous, I'm going to have to give him a little bit higher. I'll go seven points. Okay. All right. All right. Good job. Six and seven, 13. That's about as high as it's going to get. <laughs> That's pretty high. That's a really good for a category, though. That's pretty high up there. Okay. Religious passion. No. <laughs> Just... Religion what? Yeah. Religious passion. I uh, don't think that. No, no. He, he's got a, he's got a straight path. He's got a fast pass to hell. I mean, <laughs> that's like I can offer. I'm going zero. Yeah. That's not even a conversation. Zero. For a total of zero. Is that our first zero? Yes, because I think in the past uh, we've given you someone a zero. Oh, I lied. Atolf got a zero for stability. Oh, And yeah. religious passion. Look at that. Oh, that's right, because he didn't. That's that's unfortunate that Atoff's re religious passion is not the same is the same exact as Sigurik's, but we're not going to go on the negatives. Yeah, we're already so far below even Atoff's reign here. I can't imagine him getting much more points than this. So, yeah. Well, the next thing he can get points for, and it's not really based on how great or whatever you did. It's a it's a character alignment. What are you gonna as a DM? What would you consider him to be? I'd say chaotic evil. It feels that nature. He goes yeah. and stabs and violates various traditions, and then proceeds to parade them around. Kind of. It's not. Yeah. I'm not going to mince words here too much. He parades around his victims too, in addition to killing the rest. There is no great non-chaotic things. Nothing lawful about this man. Yeah, correct. I would have to agree. To me, he's like the DM made out this big grand campaign of him being the big evil guy. And then an overpowered paladin came up, rolled a nat 20 and divine smited him off the face of the earth. Because that, that I think that's the best way of describing what just happened. Well, we can uh, tone down the pep talk for your character here. Um <laughs> But yes, the, the the concept sticks. <laughs> Sorry, it was the best thing I could describe in, in the, the nerd language. All right. Yeah, I'll go chaotic evil. So that's a full five points for me and for you. I hate this already. Um, just for reference, I'm already just comparing points. There's no way this man should be equal to Atoll because he's getting close. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Next section, stability. Zero. 
this man gets yeah. nothing nothing you can't do anything in seven days get out of here all righty next section dynasty zero yeah zero yeah no no nothing i like Atalf and cigarette is uh is he dangerously close is that is oh, that why yeah this that is, is this is partially bias at work but also it's uh it's bias and i think also it may say something about our scaling so oh we're we are if nothing but consistent <laughs> from episode to episode and we're gonna stay this consistent uh we we'll can tool it in yeah we'll 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 figure it out eventually yeah you can't give them anything i will yeah zero <laughs> it's true i guess we're rating people on how interesting they are as human beings not necessarily where they productive correct yeah he's an interesting man for as short it's as true. he lived he is fascinating all right well since we've been circling around the discussion i guess you want to know the totals yes i do want to know the totals we actually gave an exact same amount of 12 and 12 for 24 which is wow. one point shy of of atoll for your reference and wow because we're only a few episodes in we can give the backtrack so cigarette being 24 atoll being 25 and then alaric being 50 if i recall <laughs> i enjoy that jump 56 i lied so yeah, I was about to be really upset if Sigurik got even close to my boy Atolf. <laughs> so, should he be the High King, demoted to a lesser lord, or burned on the pyre? Wow, he even gets... He's worthy of being burned on the pyre? Wow. Oh yeah, let's set this man on fire. I mean, he he needs to be... But it needs to be one of those like fires that like it's a slow burning one where it, the flames just tickle his feet for a while. He needs something like that for the true depths of hell to to meet him. Calm down, German fairy tale. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he's pretty rotten. All right, then we will set the man on fire. Yep, burner, right. burner. Burner! We need a sound effect of fire. So one thing I must note is that in some lists, Sigurik does not even appear on part of the succession, uh, succession of Visigothic kings because he's not a Balting and his rule is more treated like a usurpation, which it really was. Since today's episode is really short, we will publish the next King's episode tomorrow for you to enjoy. We thank you for coming along on our quest for power. I know it wasn't, a, it was a quick little mini side quest, if you will. If you liked our story, please tell a friend or family member and let us grow this podcast so we continue to provide you with assassinations and poor decision making by all of our rulers. Our continued thanks for the Rex Factor family of podcasts for your inspiration. It is so much fun to listen to those episodes and your podcasts and your stories. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please message us on Facebook. Let us know what you think of Sigurik. Do you think we were too harsh on him? Did 
Did he not deserve to be put to the torch? If you do disagree, that's okay, but I beg to differ. Well, we'll see you tomorrow for next episode for Walia. Until next time, the king is dead. Long live the king.